Welcome to First Presbyterian Church of Allentown's sermon podcast. As we approach God's Word, let's take a prayerful breath. Breathe in, breathe out. Listen to God's Word this day. Let us pray. O Lord, on this holy night, speak to us once again the great mystery. May your holy word be heard and take root in our hearts. In your son's name we pray, amen. If you are of a certain age, the Christmas special that you was on the top of your list to watch every year was not White Christmas or It's a Wonderful Life. Not National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, or Elf, or even Home Alone. In fact, it was not even a movie. It was a half-hour TV special, A Charlie Brown Christmas. Apparently, there's people still watching it, because I noticed this week it was number three in one of Netflix's top ten. In any case, in one of the scenes, a depressed Charlie Brown seeks psychiatric help from his friend Lucy, who only charges a nickel for her services. It's Christmas, he says, and though he should be happy, he's not. Recognizing that the first step in solving any problem is naming it, Lucy starts to list various fears. Are you afraid of stairs? If so, you may have climacophobia. Or maybe you're afraid of cats. You could have alerophobia. Finally, she says, or maybe you have pantophobia. Do you have pantophobia, Charlie Brown? What is pantophobia, Charlie asks. The fear of everything. That's it, Charlie exclaims. That is it, fear. There's a little bit of Charlie Brown in all of us, isn't there? What are you afraid of? Mice, snakes, clowns, losing your job? Being alone, terrorists, death, something else. Fear is a God-given emotion. Our fears can keep us from being inappropriately reckless. The problem is not in having fears. The problem is when we make room for those fears and then let them take over our minds and our hearts. When we let fear take over, it's not a pretty sight for individuals or for society. A fearful individual has little generosity or compassion to give because they're too wrapped up in their fears to see the needs of others or to give anything away, whether money or attention or love. A fearful parent can pass on those anxieties to their children or try too hard to control everything. Fear makes us brittle, quick to blow up at others, slow to change or grow when we need to do so. In turn, a fearful society often leads to a search for scapegoats. Strangers and those who don't fit within the majority can be discriminated against or even attacked. In fearful societies, everyone's looking out for themselves so that there's little community solidarity or compassion for others. History shows us 
that fearful societies are ripe for takeover by authoritarian leaders. In many ways, fear is the opposite of faith. When fear takes over, then we're effectively saying in our hearts that no one is in charge, that no one can be trusted. When we become our fear, we're living as if God is not to be trusted to take care of us, that God's love and goodness are no match for what we are facing. In light of all that, perhaps the most important words in Luke's account of the Christmas story are the first words out of the angel's mouth to the shepherds on that hillside out of Bethlehem. The words uttered by Linus on a stage at the end of Charlie Brown's Christmas, when for the only time he drops his security blanket. Fear not. Do not be afraid. If anyone has reason to fear, it was these shepherds out in the dark, in the cold, standing as the only defense their sheep had against predators and thieves. The threats they faced were real and even more present than the ones we face in many ways. Are we fearful of enemies and strangers? Those shepherds lived in a land occupied by the enemy Romans. Are we fearful of an economic downturn? The shepherds could not count on having enough food except at harvest or sheep market days. Are we fearful of being alone? They lived on the edge of society, viewed as unclean and the lowest on the social ladder. Are we fearful of death? Their average lifespan was half of ours. How does a weary world rejoice? We listen to the angel. Fear not, be not afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. This is the heart of the Christian story. The Word has become flesh. God has come down to pitch God's tent among us so that fear need no longer take over our lives. As Madeline Langle, the rare writer who could write for both adults and children, puts it in a poem, a land in the crushing grip of Rome, a people betrayed by war and hate, honor and truth trampled by scorn, the inn was full on the planet Earth. This was no time for a child to be born. And yet love still took the risk of birth. The word became flesh. Love took the risk of birth so that fear might no longer rule our lives, so that we might take the risk of living God-centered and love-centered lives. Friends, what are you afraid of? Enemies from without? The Roman Empire was no match for God's church. The empire disappeared more than 1,500 years ago, while the church worldwide is still growing. Our aloneness, our seeming insignificance, to you is born this night the Messiah, the Lord. The promise is made to each one of us by God in the words of the angel. The God who made us, who knows us from the inside out, 
Who knows what makes us tremble? Are you afraid of the future? The words of the angel remind us that God is a faithful God who keeps God's promises, a God who will be with us no matter what may come. Are we afraid of dying or death? The one born in the manger will be the one who will go to the cross and be raised from the tomb. Proof that God's grace is greater than sin, God's love is greater than the forces of evil, and God's life triumphs over death. To quote the spiritual writer Parker Palmer, yes, we have places of fear inside of us, but we have other places as well, places with names like trust and hope and faith. We can choose to live from one of those places. How does a weary world rejoice? We make room. Those fears will probably not disappear in our hearts, but they'll lose their power over our lives when we make room in our hearts and minds for trust and hope and faith and love. You know, for many people, Christmas is primarily a time of year for children. Like a trip to Disney World, it's a time of wonder for children and for us adults to discover the child within each of us. The problem is that at some point, we come back from Disney World. At some point, the decorations are put away. And at some point, we go back to our jobs and to our lives and to our fears. Christmas is a time of wonder for our children and for the child within us. But make no mistake, the words of the angel to the shepherd are not part of a simple children's story. The words of the angel to the shepherds are words for adults to be read and heard now in the dark so that the angel's words of do not be afraid can penetrate any darkness in which we find ourselves. Tonight, next week, next month, even into the years that lie ahead. Friends, the darkness is real, but so is the light. In this place, on this night, O oh, rest beside the weary road and hear the message of heaven again. Perhaps you might even want to close your eyes to hear it. I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. You do not have to be afraid anymore. Amen. Thank you for listening to First Presbyterian Church of Allentown's Sermon Podcast. We hope you'll join us for worship on Sunday morning. For more information about our congregation and our ministries, please contact the church office. Now go in peace.